Hi everyone and welcome to Real Women Real Talk with your host Isabel, which is me. Happy New Year. I know it's halfway through January and I'm just now getting around to doing something. I hope that your New Year started amazingly and that so far everyone is enjoying their 2018. Um, I know that I've been MIA and I will explain that all in another episode, Um, but for now, Please enjoy my newest episode. Um, I'm so excited. She, D did a great job. Um, so I hope you enjoy the episode. And of course, you can always find Roman Real Talk on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google, and Stitcher. You can also follow me on Twitter at Real Women Pod, on Facebook, also at Real Women Real Talk Podcast, and on IG at the same name, Real Women Real Talk Podcast. And you can also email me at realwomenrealtalkpod at gmail.com if you ever have any questions or if you're interested in being on the show or if you have some feedback, um, you can certainly always contact me through any of the uh, social media that I just posted, whether it's Gmail or Instagram or Facebook or whatever. So yeah, Happy New Year. Uh, I don't know when it's the appropriate time to stop saying that, but since this is the first time that I'm saying it to y'all. I'm going to just say it and enjoy the show. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, G. I'm so excited to have you. Um, uh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So let's just start off by telling us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Um, well, my name is Marie Danielle. I am Haitian American. I was born here, but my parents are from Haiti. Um, I'm 36 years old. I'm a mother of a 10-year-old daughter named Jade. Um, I've lived in New York City all my life. Um, I've, I've gone from being a KFC um, supervisor to being a maid at Trump Tower um, to being a medical assistant to being a teacher at a, at a, a continuing education school until I finally found my footing by being um, a hairstylist with great reviews on Yelp, by the way. <laughs> great. And so how did you find that this was what you wanted to do i well, the thing is for what my aunt tells me she's like listen this is what you were meant to do she was like from when you were a little girl you were just always infatuated with head hair things like that me personally i thought that you know i started off around like the alicia keys era you know a lot of people were doing braids it's just something that i just naturally knew how to do from when i was 10 years old you know, I was yeah. braiding hair from like my my neighbor's kids, and I was I was already making money at ten years old. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, but I didn't think anything of it. And then I went to college, and in college, like I said, it was around the time that Alan Iverson was out, Alicia Keys. Everybody was like, oh, I was broke, <laughs> and I was hungry. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so I was like, you know what? Um, mind you, I was already a medical assistant. It's just that because I was going to school and I didn't have a car, it was difficult for me to sometimes get a job that was secure, even though I had, uh, you know, the title to be a medical assistant. So I yeah. started working for my dorm room. And um, the next thing I know, I, I started having like lines of people at my door, well, mostly guys, but girls too, you know. And um, when I came back home, somebody told me like, hey, you know, I have, there's a salon here that I want to introduce you to. And I'm like, ah, I'm like, I'm still going to school. Like, that's not something that I really want to do. And I started working in a salon, like, like full time and like, and going to school full time. I've always been one of those people that had two to three jobs, you know, like a true Caribbean. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I then, that yeah, 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 you know, I was like, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, you're never yeah. going to be hungry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you. so, um, yeah, so once I started doing that, I was like, okay, well, wow, this is like, you know, I'm generating a lot of income, but I always maintained going to school, going to school, going to school. But once um I was doing the braids, I was like, okay, so what happens when this braids, you know, like phase, um, you know, dies out. I'm going to need to make sure that I know how to do something else. And I went into beauty school. And mind you, I'm in beauty school and I'm in like regular college because I'm just trying to do <laughs> everything, trying to secure myself. Yeah. But I got to be honest, like for many years, I started, I'm 36 now. I started professionally when I was 21 after I got like my license from um, beauty school. It was something that I, I still was running away from. I was always like, no, it's just something for now. I'm not going to do this forever. 21, 24, like it just kept, years kept going and yeah. I kept pushing it away. Like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And it wasn't until maybe when I, after I had my daughter, married, divorced, and um, I was working, te- um, teaching continuing education for medical assistants because I worked in the field. So I was allowed to teach that I said, um, my friend was like, you know, why don't you just, like, invest in your gift? Like, that is your gift. You know, like, that's right. really what you're supposed to be doing. And um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to stop trying to, like, dodge this because this is something that I, was God-given. I could do it with my eyes closed. You know, I'm good at it. So let me fully embrace it. Let me stop trying to do so many other things and just focus. And once I decided to do that, like, my career took off. You know, like, I, I became – like a, a brand or a name that I didn't even think that I was going to be, you know? So yeah. it, it it was one of those things that life teaches you, like, no matter how much I try to avoid being a hairstylist, it, it was, I feel like this is what God needed me to be doing. I don't know what the next, you know, phase of my life is going to lead to, but I know for now this is, it provided me with my home and uh, traveling and, you know, food and things like that. So it's a blessing, you know? So once I learned to accept it, it became more of an, an abundance. Yeah, I think that's great. Sometimes things that come naturally to us, we never mm-hmm. think of them as careers. So like, I know I hear similar conversations for people who are chefs or cooks, and it's just like, yeah, I've always enjoyed cooking, or I, I come from a big family, so you had to know how to cook. But yep, like, yep. I never thought, you know, I never even thought that it would be like a career of mine. And now, you know, they love it and they do it and or they're doing like private catering or private events for something. Right, that, like, right. It was just something they had to do or, you know, it was just a side hustle for them. Um, but also right. you know, like hairstylists in college, especially if you are from the city and in, away in college somewhere else. Right. Like there is mm-hmm. a potential to make a lot of money off of some college. Students. Yes. I, I mean, I, I had, I used to have like a little board outside my dorm room and I was like, I was one of those students that was lucky enough yeah. to live in like faculty apartments okay. and the, my, there would be names written down and I was like, oh my God, I have like a busy day today. Yeah. And still I was just like, ah, oh, you know, I, I was charging like $15 and things like that. And then, you know, you slowly start to realize your worth and you're like, you know what? I'm going to start charging a little bit more because I started yeah. to see all the football players, all the basketball players. I would go to games and you would see like an array of men's heads and I did them. And, you know, it was yeah. just so like, like, like art, you know, and I was like, wow, I, I'm really good. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, yeah, yeah, when I was in college, I went to school in upstate New York and it was mm-hmm. um, a large New York City population was there. And I know okay. like we didn't trust the Dominican hair salons that were up there. And so your okay, question yeah. was, like, who knows how to, like, really do a Dominican blowout? 
Right, right, right. And you know, I'm so much I wish I knew how to do hair. I'm so wish I had the patience for it, but I don't. I'm definitely one of those who is like super low key and simple when it comes to my hair. So I've always had a full head of hair, thick hair, Uh and my, it's very different from the type of hair my mother has. And so for a long time, she would send me when I was young to the hair salon and I would hate it so much. Yeah. Because it would take so much time. I see a lot of kids now. Mm -hmm. That when Mm -hmm. I got older, like you couldn't get me to go to the hair salon. And even now I don't go probably as frequently as I should. And I've gotten a little better with doing it myself, but not much. Mm -hmm. So like you can definitely tell clearly like home okay, well, as long as you're not cutting it for yourself well like well because <laughs> <laughs> right, that is a do not <laughs> i did because i fixed the, a lot of I haircuts also, because of I that met, earlier this year i was like i want to do something different but i don't know i've never had short hair i don't even know what that looks mm-hmm. like how i would look if i could pull it off and then one mm-hmm. morning i promise you i it was supposed to be wash day and mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't have it in me to like do this. Okay. Oh <laughs> man! Yes. Like, so you like backed out? No, I cut it. I cut it. Right oh, now. okay, okay. I cut it, and then I was like, it was like a moment of like, oh my god, what did I just do? But at this point, it was too late. Yeah, so I had yeah. Cut it, and then I found myself like for the next couple of days trying to even it out. Right, and I'm right. sure I made it worse. But it was cute. I didn't know what it was going to look like blown out, you know, because I did okay. it while it was mm-hmm. curly. So that had to be like April, May when I cut it. In September, I went to finally get my hair done for my birthday. And okay. the hairstylist was just like, what the hell? <laughs> like, what did you do? Like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah I'm telling you, I've fixed a like, lot of haircuts. Please don't ever do this again. Like, leave this to the people who know how to do this for a living. Yes, like not. I mean, no. Do not cut. I'm like, do not. Do, I'm like, don't do it to yourself <laughs> because I'm like a hairstylist, you know. Like, but I can understand the fear that comes with it because it's just so many women, especially me. Um, growing up in Washington Heights, it's you know, it's your your it's drilled in your brain. Like your hair is kind of like an adornment. Like it's like yeah. your beauty. You know, I've actually had somebody tell me like. But the first time that I chopped off all my hair, like shaved it down to like a number three, and I remember this guy told me, he's like, you cut off all your beauty. And I'm like, well, I guess we're not going to last because if my beauty is <laughs> wow. attached to my hair, then, yeah. you know, we can't be together. You know what I mean? But once I did it, I did it once I was 24, and then I did it again when I was 34 because I was doing the weaves, and I was going on vacation, oh, and I can't get my weave wet, and all this extra yeah. stuff, and when I went, and, and I remember I went to Aruba, and there was just so many women of all shades of colors with just natural, whether it was like medium to short hair, in and out of the water, just free as, you know, like free, Yeah. and that inspired me when I got back from vacation, like I'm sick of the weaves, I'm sick of buying hair, yeah. I'm like, I'm cutting off all my hair, and to this day, people ask me, like, so you're not going to let your hair grow out? And I'm like, I don't, this is going to be my look. It's going to be my, I call it my Halle Berry. Like, you know how Halle Berry has that <laughs> yeah. signature? Yeah, that's yeah. going to be my look. You're going to know me, the girl with the blonde hair, short hair. That's nice. her. That's, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I've never, like I said, I've, and I think it's because I would spend so much time in the hair salon as a kid. And, you know, and it's your typical, like, Spanish, you know, story. Like, I have this super thick, kinky hair. So, the, of course, the first thing mm-hmm. they do is, like, relax it. Even at a yeah, young age, and so yeah, like, yeah. I I hated that process. Like I was super mm-hmm. like 
tender-headed and sensitive and so like it I would be in tears like every time I had to do it yeah like blow it out and then it still gotta you know put it in roll like it was a whole day ordeal that like Mm I when I got older I was just like I'm not doing this and so I've always since I've been doing my hair on my own have always been super yeah maintenance like I yeah, when, do when I whatever. see people with their kids. Yeah, I see people yeah. with their kids for like the first day of school, and kids are like in the salon, um, screaming, and I'm yeah. and I'm just looking at the parent like, so like two ponytails is not enough. Like you have to yeah. blow dry their hair with all that heat. Yeah, like you have to do that. Like just put their put, uh, put a headband and let them be girly. Like you know, girls are just so easy like that. So I'm just like, you don't have to do all this. There's little yeah. girls who love the process, but I'm like, if you have a child, I, and I've warned parents, even when I was braiding, I'm like, if your child starts crying, I'm going to stop because I'm just like, yeah. you're forcing them to do something they don't want. So yeah. why? Like, just do yeah. something that they appreciate. Like my daughter, she, you know, I, I, I'm teaching her how to embrace her own natural curls. But at the same time, hey, if you ever want to switch it up, that's great. But if it's your natural hair, it's not something for you to be like, oh, I got to change it because curly you know like yeah. no it's curly yeah. so you can wear it this way or you can wear it another way yeah you know? I think I went natural as in like stopped using like chemical relaxers I think in 04 05 yeah, yeah. about 04 05 mm-hmm. it was and that was the process I sort of just transitioned it out and so I, you know there was a lot of like dealing with two different textures and so mm-hmm. that was also frustrating I was like I don't know how people do this and yeah, like, it's, it's so it's, time know, consuming, and so like I just get is. so frustrated. But I kind of like I wish I would have been more attentive because I feel like mm-hmm. now there's so many things that women do with their hair that I'm just like I don't know what people are doing. <laughs> like how do people? Yeah, there's so much so much trends. There's so much trends like, so now. Yeah, and I'm in search of a new hairstylist now, so I might come see you, especially because you're not too Yeah, far. yeah, you definitely <laughs> should come. Yeah. Um, I'll send you all my information. You can read my Yelp reviews and stuff, and I'm definitely five star. So, yeah, so everybody always like, is, and I cut all, I don't have like, um, some hairstylists, they only know how to do like, oh, you know, Caucasian hair or kinky hair. I can do almost anything, like That's any type good. of hair. You know, the only thing I don't cut is men's hair because I say, I don't know how to cut masculine. I can make you look real pretty though. So if you're looking for that, I can, I can give you a nice <laughs> feminine haircut. But I can't, that's the only thing I stay away from though. Oh, so what do you mean by a masculine haircut? Um, well, you know, because men always ask me, you don't cut men's hair? And I'm like, no, you know, because it's oh, like, okay. I'm, you know, I cut women's hair. So I tell them, if you want me to cut your hair, you're going to look a little feminine, you know, because I, I soften. I'm very into soft, you know, looks, yeah, like, you know, when it comes it. to hairlines and okay. things like that. I'm like, you know, so, and even if I have girls who are very, um, uh, like edgy, you know, it's still pretty, you know, yeah. but I just, it has, it's pretty with an edge, you know? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And so you're yeah. open to everything, and you do everything like cut, color, style. Yes, cut, color, nice. style. The only thing I yeah. just don't do anymore is um braids. You know, that's the one thing that I was like, all right, I graduated from it. Let's move on to the next um, yeah. <laughs> class. You know, I've had so. braids too, and again, it was a torturous process. Um. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's. I love them. You know, I've gotten them myself, but it's one of those things that I was like, mm This is it's just it don't pay enough. So. Yeah, and it's time consuming. It I is. like things that are like next, next, you know. Yeah, I Not, hear that. I don't want to spend ten hours doing somebody's hair. One person, <laughs> no way. And I feel like a good hairstylist that like not and not good as in like quality or or skill, but good in like someone mm-hmm. 
who gets your hair, someone who like understands what you like and don't like, like that, mm-hmm. that can be really hard. Cause like, I know that I, when I went natural and I tried finding a hairstylist when I was back in the city, like officially, the question would always be like, they would look at my hair and be like, so you're getting a relaxer. And I'm like, no, like, I just need you to mm-hmm. do my hair. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like, like, and they that's one of those things, especially um, like I said, it just in Washington Heights is like your hair is to it. I'm at, but like I said, I'm, I had a client one time that says that that I will blow the African off of somebody's hair because I I, I tell people you don't have to get a relaxer. Like I can blow dry your hair, but the only thing yeah. is you're gonna have to you're not gonna want to do that when it's a hundred degrees outside. Right. It's not gonna last. Yeah, you know, but you know, it's it's it's. Yeah, it's not but, just doing hair. You have to educate the person who's sitting in your chair so that they 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 know they yeah. and they also um can go home and recreate the look on them uh, themselves. You know, you don't yeah. want someone that's completely handicapped to what you just did to them. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Finding a a a, a hairstylist that like really just gets and appreciates your hair is hard. So, but yeah. I don't want to. We I know that we can talk about hair forever. So I'm gonna just yeah. This. Okay, let's move on. It's cool. <laughs> we'll be here all day. <laughs> I know I can be. Um, okay. Okay. So you mentioned that you are an American-born Haitian, mm-hmm. but you are you have lived and grown up in Washington Heights. And for those right. listeners that don't know, that's a very predominantly Dominican Latino neighborhood in Upper Manhattan. Yes. Um, yes. Well, you know. That might be changing thanks to gentrification yeah, and all that good stuff. <laughs> Definitely changing, yeah. Uh, They're okay. mixing it up over here. What do you say? What has that experience been like being Haitian growing up in a Dominican uh, area, well, con- especially considering some of the the history of those two countries? I think oh was, man! So yeah. Um, well, growing up in the beginning, it was um. The like the, the good thing about my parents is um even though like I grew up in Washington Heights like they put me in schools that were very diverse so I'm very drawn to places that have mixed culture you know okay. so I went to school that was mixed but I lived in Washington Heights so for many years you know they didn't really like you know black people they really right. well, you know I always tell people I'm like they like but you're Haitian I'm like yeah but they're like but you're not black I'm like eh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm Haitian, you know, so you know, I'm like, look at my texture of my hair, yeah, look at the color of my skin, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. um, so they were not too fond, and God forbid you actually said that you were Haitian, you know, but right. for the most part, they really didn't, um, you know, they really didn't mess with me too much. I didn't really feel intimidated because, like I said, I, I basically would go home and then I would go to school downtown or I would go to school in Queens, you know. But yeah. I, for the most part, I've even worked in Washington Heights. So um, I worked with a lot of people who were predominantly in barbershops and salons that were mostly Spanish women. And, you know, we, we got along for the most part. There were some, you know, it was because of jealousy, you know, that, you know, they didn't like yeah. my, uh, you know, my swag, you know, but for the most part, I had, I got a lot of love for, from the people who I worked with and even the clients that I, the guys who I braided and the females who I have as clients, they were very supportive, you know, and my, my ex-husband, my daughter's father, he's actually Dominican. So, you know, I was, I was very, especially with my name, my name is, you know, my full name is Marie Daniela, but in my culture, every woman is named Marie. It's just Daniela is like the name that they call you. So in uptown, they'll be like, oh, your name is Daniela. I was like, yeah. And they're like, but you're not Dominican? I'm like, no. They was like, and I've actually had somebody actually tell me, but like, 
but you're, you know, but you're pretty. And I'm like, right, because ugly is like what this like discriminatory yeah. like like ugly decides who's yeah. gonna be ugly you know and I, there was one thing to hear it like when i was 16 17 18 you know yeah. but then to hear it now i'm like how are you possibly still thinking that way like i'm like practically all our kids are mixed now you know so yeah how can you actually think i had somebody tell me that my nose is narrow for a haitian person and i'm just looking at her like you actually think that because um, my nose is not as wide as you you perceive it. That I couldn't be Haitian. Like she couldn't even believe it. She was like, "No, you're both your parents can't be Haitian." Like both my parents are Haitian, my grandparents are Haitian. Like I'm 100 yeah. bloodline, you know. So I know I was. Gonna... You know, so I said for the most part, um, you know, it's been. I've had a lot of my friends are a lot of my best friends are um Dominican and things like that. So I got I I embrace the culture like you know I I I love the music and I can definitely go into a Spanish um like a Spanish club and get down with the music and these I always surprise them because they're like oh wow yeah, like you I know how to dance with that you know how to dance yeah you see you know so forget it you know I know that I I know how to one thing I always remind told myself is I'm never gonna be in a group of people and for me to feel like um I'm the out you know the I'm different you know yeah. I always make sure that my presence is going to be felt you know and 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 for me not to ever feel like I'm less than or more than but just you know I belong yeah. here too you know yeah and I you know I it's I mean so not just between the history of DR and Haiti but also I think just mm-hmm. Dominicans in general have a, a very interesting view on blackness and and their afro you know their african sides and and skin color it's a my my people because i am half dominican um it's okay it's a very interesting dynamic yeah because it's within your (laughs) it's even within your own culture where it's like the battle of the light skin and the dark skin and the battle of the stay hair and curly hair you know what i mean so it's just like you know, and and I love when people used to be like, we're neighbors, you know, and I'm like, I know, and then they like, oh, because okay, you're like my, my cousin, I'm like, right, you know, but yeah. it's like when you, if you go, if I was to go back into Haiti, and, you know, I've met a lot of people who'd be like, oh my God, I know some Haitians, like, we're so close, and we're so friends, but you know that there's this underlying like beef there you know and I remember yeah, there was like yeah. this um there was like something that was happening on um on the radio station and I think there was like a Haitian guy that went on the radio station and it was something going on it was a Dominican day parade coming up and he ended up saying to all my um brothers and uh, my Dominican brothers and sisters and that set off like this like conspiracy on the radio station I think it was with um Ebro and you know Dominicans were calling in this was like maybe five years ago and um Dominicans were calling in like we are not brothers and sisters and you know it it kind of broke my heart because I just felt like oh my god I I can understand if your grandparents are talking like this but these are people who sounded like your daughter is probably in my daughter's class and you yes. think this way yes. you know like and I'm like and I'm some of you you sit in my chair you know like how do I know that that's not how you really feel about me kind of right. that really like yeah. broke my heart in that way because I'm like we're you we're in a in a country where you we have to have each other's back because it, there's not enough love for us here you know what I mean forget about what's going on there we have to evolve and you know be a difference with, and and for, for our kids don't have to experience this. Like, how are we still cu- talking about this? You know what I mean? Especially most of us who were born here. Yeah, and I was, and it's so interesting because it's this, like, ignorance based that's based on a lack of knowledge. Like, I remember when I was having a conversation with someone about 
Haiti and DR and they were talking and I the way they were talking it was like wait you do know that this is the same island like these are not two separate islands and they're like no they are and I'm like no it's literally like a line <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's how my uh, Ebro Ebro had to argue with a woman yeah. on and, the yeah and she she was like no and she was like well I don't know what class you took because it's two separate I'm like wow she sound she sounded so like irate and just upset yeah. you know and I was just like um I can't believe that this is happening in past 2010 you know like this is crazy because like I said I go to I'm in Washington Heights so I go to the stores and I yeah. support you know people with their causes and I support the, the the entrepreneur and I buy their products and I buy like their clothing line and things like that I'm like like I'm I'm immense in this you know and and come to find out I'm like there's people who are around me who don't really feel like my culture you know so right. it makes me feel like wow I, I thought you know, I thought we were like, you know, cousins for real. You yeah. know, like <laughs> I thought that we were, you know, gonna have each other's back, but that's not the case. But yeah. I'm happy with the people who I have a very close relationship with, yeah. and we have an understanding, and we bother to educate ourselves and things like that. Because then I know that as long as there's even, even if it's 25 percent of those people, which and I and I'm that's lowballing, but I know that our kids are not gonna think that way you know eventually that yeah. that these stories are going to get like washed away you know and and because yeah. the kids are going to experience something different you know yeah yeah that's I think that's always the hope that this will die eventually with one of our generations yeah <laughs> it's true we'll have at least done our children or our grandchildren right however long it takes yeah to, to sort of get yeah it, to get it right yeah it's true I'm I'm hopeful. <laughs> yes, me too. You know, well, you know and yeah. I think for me, it's it's also very interesting because like my immediate family has a very interesting background. So like my mother's Puerto Rican, my dad is Dominican, um, but they were mm-hmm. both born here, and so we were also all born here. So we're about as like Americanized oh. as Americanized Latinos you can get, right? My father was in the Marines, so I we sort of lived all over the place. Um, okay but we settled in Staten Island so like we're from Washington Heights that's where I was born right we when we finally like when he was you know out of the military and we came back to the city we moved to Staten Island and so that's what I know right like that's what I grew up with in junior high school and high school like that's what I know and it was just never a thing right like we knew that we were Puerto Rican and Dominican and it just wasn't really a question and it was never something that like people had to ask about but until I right. went, until I went to college and people right. would be like so you're Spanish and I'm like yeah so like mm-hmm, do you speak mm-hmm. Spanish mm-hmm. like I know it mm-hmm. but I don't really speak it yeah right and right like, you know and- so are you from Washington Heights no right are you from the Bronx yeah. no and <laughs> <laughs> And it was like they're trying to figure you out. You're you're like different, so that's usually when it's questions to like. Yeah, I don't think she's one of us. Like she's out here perpetrating a fraud. And yeah, like, you know. It was like a real sort of college was like a real weird time for even professors. I remember I was sitting in a class one day, mm-hmm. and this professor we were working on a research project, and so I was researching. I think like college graduation rates of like Puerto Rican students and it was okay. a, it was a black professor and he comes to me and he's um like so that's a really interesting topic that you have and I'm like okay and he's like I'm just curious like why you wouldn't want to study black students and I was like I, mm-hmm. 
and I already immediately knew where this conversation was going, but you know, mm-hmm. to sort of like let it play out. I'm like, well, it's still like an interesting topic. Like, what does it matter? And he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I just don't understand like why you wouldn't want to like study your own people. And I was like, are you a professor? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, what we, do you mean? What's are happening? We yeah. Having this conversation. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Well, just to clarify, like I am Puerto Rican, but again, like that shouldn't matter, right? Like if it's a good right. topic, it's a good topic. He was really like, you're Puerto Rican. Like, usually your people are so much more proud. Like, I don't ever see, like, a flag on your book bag. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is not what you saw on TV. I'm a little different. I left my membership card at home. Like, (laughs) Right, right. You know? No, it's so true. And even with you experiencing that in college, it's like, I remember in high school, like, uh, going into the lunchroom, it would be so segregated. Even though it was a mixed school. Like, yeah. you see all the Indians sitting together, like, all the Caribbeans sitting together. And yeah, I remember a lot of the Haitians would sit together. And I remember they would just um, eyeball me because I wouldn't segregate myself, you know. Like, yeah. I, even when I went to college, I refused to join a sorority because it was that it, it was segregated. It was either all Spanish or all yeah. black. And I was like, I'm not joining anything like that. I was like, yeah. I want, uh, if they show me to a place where there's a lot of us there, you know, like a lot of different cultures and backgrounds, that's what I want to ex- be ex- uh, exposed to, you know? So it's, it was almost like, you know, like, and I remember there was a girl who was speaking about me in Creole, and she didn't know that I understood what she was saying. And I, and when I answered her, she was like in complete shock. Cause it's, I'm yeah. like, but you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're assuming, you know, and I, and I'm not, you know, I'm not cool enough or I didn't, you know, like you said, I don't have my car to be like, look, for real, I'm Haitian, but I'm like, I eat Haitian food. I digest the Haitian music. Like, you know, like yeah, I know my culture. So I'm, I'm never trying to be, even when I wasn't watching the Heights, you know, I had people like, oh, cause you want to be Spanish. No, I actually, I love where I'm from, you yeah. know, but it's just like being, if I was born, let's say, and, and like in Europe, you know, I'm sure I would be picking up some type of like, uh, Europe culture, you know what I mean? Because yeah. European culture, because of where you're exposed to, you know, if I was to take yeah. my daughter to Japan, my daughter's gonna pick up, you know, um, a, a Japanese culture, you know? Yeah. So, but it's not yeah. like she's trying to be a Japanese, but at the end of the day, she has, she knows her roots and, that, and yeah. that's, you know, that, I, like, like you, like you, there's plenty of times where I, I felt like I had to like, fight for and not even just being like I'm I'm 100% Haitian but yeah. it's also like oh like you know you're you you know you're acting bougie you know you're, yeah. you're speaking white and I'm like no I'm not speaking white you know I'm right. not cursing with every word that comes out of my mouth yeah you and, know I, I speak proper English you know so yeah and well it would also be interesting because it's also like who made you like in charge of the committee to like decide this I like I don't know who gave you the sort of power to say Who's right, Latino right. or not? <laughs> but it, right, it, exactly. it takes a lot, I think, when you're fresh in college and like this is supposed to be the time where you really get to, you know, explore who you are and explore your interests mm-hmm. and what you like and just like, like it was, it was probably one of the most eye-opening experiences that I had in college because right. on the other side, right. right, on the other side of that fence, I mean, black people like loved me and it. And it was great. And so that's sort of what I gravitated to because I didn't have to really have that discussion. Right, right. But it was also like, but you're not really Spanish. Like, you're really black. You know, like. Right, right, right. You're like, I can't win. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, and as I got older, I just stopped having, I just stopped having arguments with people. I was like, you go, you know what? You just go ahead and you um. You keep believing what you want yeah. to believe, you know. Yeah. And I'm gonna go ahead and just be grounded in what I believe in because I'm like, this. I'm not gonna sit here and lose my temper trying to change your mind. And trust me, I've gotten into heated, like, you know, damn near physical altercations. Really? You know, cause for yeah, for people who want, you know, because especially as Haitian people, I feel like we have been, you know, we're the first, you know, black countries to get our independence, you know. So, you know, I think that they use this as an example, like, we're well, we're not going to let other countries know that you can get your independence and actually win. You know, they right. don't they don't talk about how we had to suffer as a result of right. gaining our independence. So at the end of the day, just like I, this is how I see it. It's just like in Africa, you know, like your people are with all these blood diamonds and selling these rings for point something million dollars. But I'm like, but you Y'all always proclaiming Africa so poor, and you know, look at these kids' bellies. And I'm like, well, what happened to all the diamonds y'all dug out of here? How come that money didn't go back? At least a portion of it. How is it so poor and we're so rich, you know? But that's just that's just I've noticed that you know they 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 wanted to portray you know Haitians a certain way. So that's why I'm always trying to, and I'm very happy now. There's so many Haitian like artists and all types of stuff coming out. That yeah. I'm like, you know, and it's because of the generation, you know, because we went to now we're in, we went to college and we speak proper English yeah. and we can defend ourselves without being, you know, in, not coming from an emotional place, but from a logical place. Like, no, let me explain to you where I'm from and let me explain to you how we do things, you know. Yeah. And so that's one one thing I'm appreciative of. Yeah, no, absolutely. And also, um, I'm so grateful for this whole like Afro Latina movement that has become super yeah, like popular, a- absolutely. And super strong. Because it's yeah. finally like finally somebody is like seeing us. <laughs> like finally. Yeah. And I mean, not that it has lessened the questions, but it's finally like people are acknowledging that there is this very interesting sector of us and it's like yeah, man, yeah. we need y'all to get it together like we have been here yeah, for a long true. time we have been bullied and forgotten for a long yeah a long, long exactly time. exactly yeah so you know it's 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 it, 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 it's like i said it's like the more and more as time goes by you know my i i believe that my daughter is going to be having a different conversation you know so yes. that's what i'm like you know looking forward to and that's why you know a lot of pe- women and like you said this movement all about if you know this just there's been a movement about you know self-love knowing who yes. you are setting up yes. for yourself like you mm-hmm. know because i think that it, and it, it's not just women but it, even men in general because I think that our, our generation I'm 36 years old there was a lot of like you know excuse my language but like mind fucking you know so it's like yeah. when, it's like we woke up and was like wait a minute you can't tell me that yeah. and sometimes it was you have to tell your parents like you can't tell me that I'm fat you know like oh I better be careful because you know they're, they think yeah. that they're being cute but you're 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 pouring in the wrong thing into my like into my mind you know like you're yeah. not lifting me up you're breaking me down. So because we were experienced to a lot of these things growing up, and especially yeah. in my culture, you better not talk back is what I say, oh, you know, and I'm learning like now. Yeah, like, no, 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 express yourself. Talk yeah. to me. I want you to figure out who you are so that nobody has to tell you as you get older, Yeah, you know. Or even, you yeah. know, no, don't talk back. You know, you have to be yeah. married. You need to have kids. You got to do this. It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah, do that. Me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's like, and I had to read lots of books. I had to, you know, become a Buddhist. I've gone to personal development training because I had to reprogram myself because yeah. I was, you know, one of, I was one of those kids that was like, I just want to make my parents happy, you know, and then I realized I was like, I'm living a lie, you know, or and it's I'm not miserable. just because I was living. 
I'm, I'm miserable, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I'm miserable. Who? And then at thirty something years old, you're like, but who am I for real, yeah. though? You know, absolutely. Well, who am I? You know, and that's why for me it's very important. Just like we were talking about the hairstylist, and we even with my daughter, and I'm a, I'm a, I am a fighter for this when it comes to children. Like I tell people all the time, if you have a child, you know, don't automatically be like, my kid has to go to college. What you need to focus on is what is your kid's desires. You know, I'm all yes. about having finding out what your kid loves. And, and helping them, like, expand that, yes. you know, because I feel like that's where happiness lies, not becoming, like, part of the machine, you know, and just, you know, because you need to make it a good job and get, get uh, you know, benefits and that's it. Like, no, but what really drives you? What's your passion? Absolutely. Because I think that you, it, it'll become a much lighter place on earth, you know, just oh, yeah. like, you know, my, if your kid likes art, it's like, Hey, okay, so what what can we do with this? Like, what where can yeah. I put you to help you develop this and and uh, like for you to um like just uh like um become more open, you know? Because then, because for me, like I said, that's where you find your happiness. I could have easily been, you know, a doctor, but you know, it's the universe and my inner self had other plans for me. Like, nah, you're gonna go this way, you know? And yeah. I would fight it and fight it and fight it, and it's like, nah. And then you realize later on, like now I'm sitting here in the in present moment, present day, where I'm like, oh, yeah. that's what that hurdle was all about. I was supposed to go this way. Yeah, and you know? I work I work with college students, and so it's so interesting because I do come across these students that are like, what are you doing here? Like, you don't want to be here. Like, why are you putting right. yourself through this torture? And it's like, well, so-and-so told me this is what I'm supposed to do. So-and-so told me, like, I'm, this mm-hmm. is what you do after high school. And it's just like... There are other right. avenues to like get to where you want to go, and I, yeah, and still get an education, and college. still, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you you can get trained and educated, and yeah. come on, like you. I even told my mom, I was like, wow, you know, if I would have just figured this out a long time ago, but obviously I needed to go through this process for me to, right. you know, be able to accept it now, you know. Yes. But I was like, you know, there's people who straight out of high school went to beauty school and aren't their name is on shelves in beauty and beauty supply store mm-hmm. you, you make it tell me that this person's a failure because they didn't get a degree like in, in some type of ivy league college like no this person aligned themselves with their purpose and what they were supposed to do and they became successful so with every kid i'm like yeah there's some kids like i, I believe that god made you know each person a specific design you know so there yeah. are some kids that they're going to be athletes and that's what you were supposed to do you're great at it and there's firemen and policemen but at least as a parent, take the time to be like, what does my kid love? What do I see that, where do I notice that they flourish the most? Yes. Maybe I can help them develop that skill. And then even if they do go to college, at least they'll know what they're going to college for, yes. you know, and not just like, I'm just sitting here because I want to, like, be away from home and have fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. You I know? mean, and not that there's mm-hmm. anything wrong with that because you couldn't get me far away from my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trust me. When I went away, I was ready like, but. Away, you, you know. Sorry, did you say eight hours away? Yeah, Probably. yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, trust me. I yeah. know. I yeah. trust me. I know. I'm. I'm very. I. My, I think that I. I had so many jobs because I just never liked to be home. You know, because it was just I was more in control outside when when yeah. versus when I was inside. And it's not that you know my mother was such a horrible person, but you know she 
was real, like living life through her rule book, and you know yeah. everybody had to fall in line, you know. So, and I, I, I don't blame her or hold any grudge for her. It's just she worked with what she had, you know. Yeah. So I, I came in, and because of what my life experience, and you know, I clearly my soul was like, no, you know, I, I said I can't be like this for my own daughter. So I had to break the pattern and, and you know, create like a new cycle so that. You know, for me, it's all about the freedom and just being creative and, like, being open and, like, finding yourself and being able to speak for yourself. And that's why, for me, I'm like, wow, it's so amazing how it's like a world movement of love yourself, find yourself, know yeah. who you are, you know. Yeah. And that, to me, is like, wow, it's it's universal. Like, you see it everywhere, you know. So I, it's, I believe that, you know, you know, give it another couple of years, we're going we're gonna to evolve into a whole different type of humans you know what I mean yeah absolutely great so now let's talk a little bit or let's a lot of fairy godmother rescue what's talk yes. to me about that okay so the fairy godmother rescue uh just like with the hair it started off with um I want to collect um business attire for women who are living in shelters and the reason that I wanted to do this was because there was a time when I was working as a teacher and um, I was teaching continuing education. I was teaching continuing education, but the subject that I was teaching was professionalism. So what I did was prepare these students to go into um, the interview process of, you know, that the, the end, the, the, fine, the end stage of their process in school, yeah. you know, so like the interview process and things like that. And I had a lot of students who um, weren't um, as fortunate as others. And, you know, a lot of them didn't even know, like, oh, you know, the basic, like, you have to wear, you know, a suit and uh, the blouse and the type of shoes that you have to wear. Yeah. And, and some of them just didn't have it. And I remember for some of those students, I brought in my own, like, clothes because I wanted them to go in feeling, you know, like, powerful. I'm like, no, you can't go in like that, you know, because I, I didn't want them to give off the wrong impression. That's one thing my father taught me. He's like, no matter what, um, people are always going to judge you by the way that you look. And yeah. I remember this because he used to always pick up my report card with a suit on. And, you know, his English is not that great. And I'm like, why are you always coming to pick up my report card with a suit on? He's like, because they have to respect me on site, you know. And I'm yeah. like, wow, you know, it stuck with me, you know. So, I, I started wanting to collect the um, the clothes, and I remember I had, like, a, a coach at that time, and her name was Paula Cash, and she said, oh God, why are you her. just – yeah, I love her too, right? <laughs> and um, I remember her telling me, she's like, you're trying to collect clothes. Why don't you just create your own organization? I'm like, what? I'm like, that, that – it just sounds like – so big. I'm one of those people that I can see small things at a time. Yeah. I can't yeah. see the big picture because it didn't overwhelm me. I'm like, there's no way. How am I going to put this together? Well, Paula was like on my back and she's like, you're going to do this. You can do this. I believe in you. And thank God she did because I ended up creating the Fairy Godmother Rescue Organization and we collect business attire to donate to women who are living in shelters. And I know that they are, like, um, just for success, and I know people go and buy those clothes, but I like to collect them through donations and to just yeah. give them out without charging for it. And I've, it's been a very successful. People are always coming and dropping off clothes, and now I just feel like it. it I started off collecting business, business attire, but I said, what else can I do for women, you know, because especially in situations like that, because, you know, you they, they feel – kind of like broken you know so yeah. and as much as they are positive they just feel like you know I don't want to be here I wish I could be doing something different so and my dream is to one day even have like a shelter where 
um, not only are these women living there, but they're graduating from the shelter because oh, wow. we help them get a jo- yeah we help them get a job, we help them get an apartment, and then you know they eventually just leave the um you know the shelter and somebody comes in and replaces you know replaces their um replaces them you know yeah. and that's that's my long term goal just so they can feel like wow you know like people care about me caring about myself you know which is yeah. has to be like the best feeling that you can walk away with and and I, I want to continue to do whatever I can whether it be like a Mother's Day event you know whatever I can so that these women always feel like you know it's, this is just a little hurdle but if I whatever I can do and if I can get people who to back me uh, we're going to get you over this hurdle nice that's amazing yeah um thank you yeah and so this is the first year, the second year? Uh, this is the first year. I, I just um, started, I got it to be a nonprofit within, I think it was just this spring. And um, and I just told myself, I'm like, you know, getting a nonprofit is not an easy thing, you know. I'm like, yes. I think it's easier to get married, <laughs> you know. So, um, but I said to myself, yeah, yeah, and divorce, you know, but it depends, you know, because if there's money involved, <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, but it was just like, wow, I told myself, listen, I put way too much blood, sweat, and tears into this. This has, this is going to be to my brand, and I have to work, you know, I have to keep it going, you know. So yeah. that's why I'm always trying to connect with people, like, okay, what can I do? What, what holiday is up? Like, what can I do to, you know, create an event where I'm supporting them somehow without just collecting just clothes. They have to be, I feel like it needs to be some, a little bit of something a little bit more than that. Yeah. Nice. So where, if people wanted to donate or look up more information on fairy godmother rescue, where could they do that at or how can they do that? Okay. Okay. Well, I have a website that's called www.fairygodmotherrescue.org. Um, and then I also have a Facebook page, which is Fairy Godmother Rescue, and um, uh, um, uh, Instagram, which is also Fairy Godmother Rescue. Um, I have I work in the Dykeman area, so when you go into the website, you're able you're able to find my address and my phone number, which you're able okay. to call me to let me know if you have a drop off. I'm always posting. Um, and things like that. So people tend to send me messages through the I, um, uh, like uh, instant messages and things yeah. like saying, hey, I have, you know, clothes. Where and Can I drop it off for you? So, and I'm consistently doing events. So just to continue to get the name out there and, and those will be situations where I'll let, let people know, hey, I'll be in this area if you have coats, if you have shoes, if you have um, blazers, you know, bring yeah. them on down. And I've had a lot of support. So I'm very thankful. And so... Is there a way, so like let's say people are not local, but maybe they wanted to donate money. Is that possible? Um, yes. Um, the link is also on my Instagram page, the Fairy Godmother Rescue. Um, I'm currently setting it up so that I can have donations so that we can create um, workshops and things like that. But it's not in the works yet, but it will soon be here. Nice. Nice. I think that's yeah. amazing. Um, and Thank I'm excited you. to see. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, thank you so much. So I just want I didn't want to forget to share that before I go on to the question. Um, okay, nice. No, okay, thank you. So you mentioned that you're 36. So yes. what has life in your 30s been like for you? The sort of first half mm. now that you're into your second, starting your second. Wow. Half of your <laughs> okay. 
I'm like, what has 30s been like? I mean, you know, uh, in my 20s, it was, you know, fun. And um, now in my 30s, I, I just realized how um, unaware I was of, like, myself, you know. Yeah. Um, there's a, Right now there's a certain calm within me and a certain, like, glow because I finally am able to see myself. You know, and I stop right now at 36. It's just like, you know, her opinion doesn't matter. You know, um, I don't need to go in, you know, tell somebody and kind of like seek validation for what I'm trying to do. If anything, I'm noticing now that I'm, I'm t- I don't want to share because I just don't want the influence. You know, I yeah. really want to be comfortable with trusting what my instinct is telling me versus like all these opinions and like, well, I think I'm, she said this and he said that maybe I should go. That's how for for me, I spent so much years doing that, that it's now that I'm like, no, just, you know, create some solitude for yourself, you know, ask the questions that you need to ask and whatever comes up, you know, just trust mm-hmm. and go with it. Before, you know, before I was 30, and, and, and especially that right now, I, this has just been happening in the last three years or so, you know, four years, because I went through like a real big breakup, and, you know, the breakup made me, on the, I, I, it's like it made me kind of like do a flashback of all my relationships, you know, yeah. I told you I was married and divorced, and then I realized like, wow, like who was I being in all these relationships, whether yeah. it was like intimate relationships or friendships for these things to occur to me. You know, I stopped yeah. being, like, the victim. These things ain't happening to me because, you know, people are just mean. Not to say that people are not mean. Right. But, you know, how is it that I'm, you know, like, vibrating these things? Why are people Why are people doing it to me? Because there's something about myself that I'm, that is creating that reality, you yeah. know? So now because I'm so aware of that, now I'm very like, yeah, I'm going to pass on that. You know, I don't want this for myself, you know, and, and now I get to create uh, a life that, I really get to enjoy because I said so, you know, and not yeah. because of influence or what somebody's telling me to do. And it's 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 hard, especially when for people who've known me for so long, they're like, oh, a lot of people are very supportive of me and being like, wow, you are just, you know, glowing, you know. And it's and it's. To, can you imagine all these years that I I I guess I was like dead on the inside because yeah. I just wasn't showing up on the stage, you know, yeah. I was hiding for a very long time. So. I, I am so thankful because, like I said, that relationship, I tell people all the time, that relationship, I needed to experience it. And it's kind of like one of those things. It's like, God, why you put me through this? I'm such a good person. You yeah. know, but it was just like, hey, he needed me to wake up. Like, listen, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to do this to you because I need you to pay attention to who you are, and I need you to love yourself the way that you're so quick to love other people. I need yeah. you to forgive yourself the way that you're so quick to forgive other people. And and I need you to go first, you know, especially yeah. coming from my culture. It was, it was like drilled in your mind, like, no, just let her go. Just yeah. take the shirt off your back. And, you know, you were to the point that you can't even say no to a family member. Now I'm like, no, you know, because <laughs> I had to learn where it's like yes. my no to you is a yes to me. You know, yeah. like I, I can't Absolutely. tell you yes. And then I, I, all these years is just I was playing myself. And then depression and anxiety, you think that it's because of people that you're going through these things. But I was I was the one playing myself. And, and somehow my spirit and stuff on, uh, um, was just upset because it's almost like you have a kid and your child and you don't protect your child. And your child is just like my mom never has my back. So mm-hmm. my inner self was just like you never have my back. You always let people play you. You always let people do these things to you. You don't stand up for yourself. And it's like at 36, now I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work for me. 
and I'm and yeah. you're gonna be upset, and it's okay because I I I I get to be content and comfortable, and I no longer have to be uncomfortable. You know. Yeah, that's beautiful. That was like yeah. wonderfully said. Oh, yeah. thank you, <laughs> thank you. I it was it 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 really is something that is like I tell my friends all the time, and you know I I kneel down and pray and everything because I'm into meditation. I'm very spiritual, so I don't say consider myself to be a Bible thumper. But right. it it just dawned on me, like I said in the last year, how everything just makes sense. Yeah. You know, like I had to arrive here, you know, and, and the, the, I had to get on the ride, and the ride was very uncomfortable. But now that I'm here, I'm like, oh, there is just no way yeah. that I'm going to let somebody steal that joy, you know? Yeah, and I think what one of the lessons for me in sort of in my mid-30s, right, is because I'm mm-hmm. 35. I just turned 35 mm-hmm. uh, September. And mm-hmm. I think what's interesting is that in the same way that I don't apologize for like saying no or choosing myself. I don't, I also don't apologize or like regret just also right. being who I am. And so, you know, it's interesting because people will say like, Oh, you're so nice to that person. Like, and like they did you wrong or they messed up or like they said Ooh. some mean things mm-hmm. about you. And I'm like, listen, that like, I've gotten to a place where like all of that doesn't dictate like who I choose to be. And if I'm oh, saying amen. that, like, I'm going to be a caring person and I'm going to be, you know, a space for people to like talk and to tell their stories and to be honest and to, you know, just, just want to be there for people. Like I don't get to choose when that happens. Like I'm always, this is who I'm always choosing to be. And so like they mm -hmm. did me wrong. Like the reality is it messed up. And unfortunately maybe things don't always go the way you want, but like, I know my intentions were in the right place. And, like, right. that's all that matters. Like, right. I'm not going right. to, like, allow other people's actions to sort of dictate who I am. Actually, I was right. just telling somebody this today, too, because, <laughs> he, you know, yeah. a friend was like, oh, you know, I have to be mindful, of, like, about the help that I give out. And I'm like, no, you don't. Like, if you want to be a helpful person, be yeah. a helpful person. Like, that's just who you are. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. And, like, you shouldn't apologize yeah, yeah. for that. Yeah, where you're not drowning yourself in the process, you know? Yeah, yeah, but, well, yeah. absolutely, right? But it's like... If yeah, I'm gonna, creating, like, boundaries. Yeah, and so it's like, if I say that I'm going to do something, like, it, I'm not going to be in reaction to, like, what they did or didn't do or what they said or didn't say, like, this is who I am, you know? Right. And so it's easy, right, when it's easy to say that, like, when you don't know these people or when you're not connected directly to these people, but it becomes very different. And I think it plays out very different. For example, like, if you have a difficult relationship with a parent or if you have a difficult relationship with, like, your significant other when it comes to certain things, and it's so easy to be like – well, they don't appreciate it, so I'm just not going to do X, Y, Z. Like, no. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and, and that's one of the – it's not about them, right? It's about who yeah. you are choosing to be. So Yes, and I, yeah. I spent so many, like, years of, like – and I have journals and journals upon journals that I can, like, you know, produce where I'm, like – where I was just like, I just hate – why I'm so sensitive or why am I so emotional? Why am I so, you know, I'm too nice and I'm too this, you know, like, and then I was, and then it just, like I said, just like how you just explained it, it was just like, yeah, but that's who I am though. And I noticed that when, when people would like, I would have arguments with people and people would try to take that away from me, but you know, they wanted, you know, they wanted me to act what they were projecting. 
And right. then I, it dawned on me, like, oh, but you see, I am, I'm not the person you're describing. I actually am who I am. So once right. I learned to accept, like, yeah, but I am nice. And I am and I'm quick to forgive, you know, because I, I want to get over it. I don't want to yes. walk around harboring anger yeah. and hate, you know, yeah. and just like my friends would tell me. She's like, one of, my, uh, one of my best friends, she's like, you're so quick to forgive and, like, move on, you know, with the person. And I'm just like, I got to tell you, I was like, listen. I'm a sucker for love when it comes to things like that. And, you know, I won't even say I'm a sucker for love. I, 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 I thought that I hated connection, but I realized how much connection is important to me because I had to go through this process. You know, I, it's important to feel connected to people. And that's why for me I would always get, you know, sometimes um, anger, angry or bitter because I, sometimes I didn't feel like the, the, the way that I was reaching out for someone, I didn't feel like they were reaching their hand back out to me, yeah. you know. But I learned that, like, hey, it's it's okay because it's like I told her, it's all right if you know it's all right that I move on because at the end of the day I'm like everybody in your life is if you really truly love somebody I understand what true love was and I'm like if I really truly loved you as a friend and you maybe you done something to me that got me upset yeah. I believe that my love for you outweighs that moment you yeah. know I can Absolutely. I I'm willing to let it go you know but yeah. if you know to other people's eyes I'm a sucker. Well, right. then that's, that's for you to deal with. I know that for me, it's important for me to maintain a connection with somebody who I love as whether you are a friend, family member, partner. There's some people you got to love from a distance. Yes. <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong, but yeah, oh, I'm always going to have that love for you because it's, it's, I genuinely cared about you. You know, so mm-hmm. and for, so now I no longer feel like you, oh, you're being a sucker. You're just going to let that person yeah. back into your life. And it's like, no, it's, this is who I am. I, yeah. I'd rather I'd rather let go and and you know be happy and and yeah. just sit there and be angry and bitter. Yeah, and also to know that like this doesn't come from like a bad place, right? Like no, doing no. it because there are some good intentions and like despite whatever, I don't want to see you mess up. Or I really do want to help you out. I don't want to like see you struggle right. or whatever. Yeah. and it's like to me that's good enough. <laughs> like whatever yes, yes. you know whatever it's happens true. after that like at least I know that this was coming from a like honest place of like love and care right. and concern mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. it and I feel like anything that happens after that is not like that's not my business <laughs> none of your business <laughs> like, none of your business and that's not my karma or whatever you call it that has to like take care of that after the fact you know, so it's like, right, and it's all about like standing in your truth and being able. Like I used to always tell my friends, I'm like, I want to be able to. People have done me wrong. Could I have gotten them back? Yeah, but yeah. I like to be able to look at myself in the mirror at the end of the day. Yeah, that and also, guilt, like for real, it's tiring. Mm-hmm. Like to feel like you're constantly keeping tabs on like what people are doing to you and what they're saying or what they're yeah. not saying. Like, yeah, I don't have the yeah. energy. Like it's just it's, to me, it's never that serious. <laughs> And yeah, it's like, all right, well, I got hey, you don't want to be my friend, out. that's, yeah, that's, that's on you, that you don't want to be my friend, or you don't want, I'm a, and that, I, you, you, that's your story, you know, as far as me, I'm good, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm having, I'm blessed, you know, I'm having a good time, you know, yeah. so, but like yeah. I said, I've learned to, but I also have learned to definitely respect myself, and, you know, mm-hmm. to allow myself the space to be like, hey, you know, maybe this person doesn't, they, they don't share the same viewpoints as me, and I'm going to respect them and meet them at where they're at and, and give them their space, and it's fine, you know. But it doesn't, say, doesn't mean that I'm just – because I, I, would, I, I would attach that. Well, if I'm close to her and I can't get her to be – for uh, the next person to be close, maybe I'm failing somehow. Now it's like, yeah. no, 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 it's just – 
we don't have a connection. It's okay. That's why for me now, my at 36 years old, what I meditate and pray on, I don't want anything that's inauthentic. If I have yeah. to work or struggle for us to have a connection now, if I gravitate to you and it's, it's easy, then we're supposed to connect. If we don't, I'm okay. I'm like, oh well, I guess this is not a good connection. It's yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah, I would. I would totally agree with that. Um, yeah. Do you have any New Year's resolutions or goals? Um, I do have some New New Year's resolutions. Honestly, um, one of them is um, stop talking so much. You know, <laughs> and it's uh, <laughs> and it's funny because here I am talking. You know, but it's just um, you know, it's we. I, it's not that it's not that talking is bad. It's just like it's like I need to do like um, get to work and do more things and have them happen okay. instead of like after, you know and not just like and 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 you know you're just going off into stories and stories and stories and it's just like okay let me be quiet and um, let me do the work you know yeah. and then when I have it in my hands I can say hey look at look at what I just created for myself you know and let me tell you how I did it. You know, nice. Um, yeah. Another thing I want to practice is I want to practice. Um, for your know, new resolution is a lot of solitude. You know, like and not just just sitting by yourself, like you know, like and like, like there's something wrong, but yeah. like literally like turning off the TV, getting off your phone, yeah. and just sitting down and like sitting in your space. You know, and really yeah. feeling yourself and listening to yourself. That's something that I really want to practice more because I feel like it's gonna allow me to be able to see um, not only just feel connections around me and not only just feel when I'm feeling something's wrong or when something is good or, but be able to see it as well. Yeah. Nice. You know? Yeah. So, and then there's a, there's a couple of other things, but those are the, the main things. It's just also being connected with people and not, you know, not trying to put like a, let me put this little wall up here. You know, I'm scared. And another thing is like jumping in and not, you know, letting fear stop me from doing something, just being mm-hmm. like, just go ahead and say it. And because a lot of things I said is like when it comes to, you know, you're talking to sometimes your family or friends, you're like, oh, I don't want to say that because I don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah. And it's like, no, go ahead and say it and see what happens. You know, yeah. so those are the kind of things. And I feel like that. I feel like that's been my model in life for a lot of things, which is like I feel like I because I tend to be an overthinker, and so I always like, mm-hmm. well, what about this? And I'm trying to think about like the eight thousand different ways that something can play out. And then finally, yeah. it's just like, you know what? Like, what's the word? Let me just, I'm going to just go for it. Like, fuck it. What's the yeah. word that could happen? <laughs> like, what is yes, the Yes, because one of the key things I said is like, crazy but, just thinking about it. Yeah. It's like, you know what? And you got to remember, right? I think it's Oprah that said it. She's like, there's no wrong, right or wrong decisions. And the other, and I, and I said to myself, at the end of the day, you know, with us being at the Asia, we're at, I'm like, I finally understand, but my bounce back is great. So even mm-hmm. even with a fall, I'm able to. I always recover. So what yeah. is so what am I so afraid to just go ahead and just jump for? Because yeah. even if I fall, I'm gonna recover. So regardless if I if I jump and I land on my feet, that's great. But if I jump and I land and I fall, I, that's still great because I, my recovery is there's a lesson there for me to learn, and it's just gonna make me stronger. Yeah. So it's, no, it's true. Yeah, okay. I literally just told my friends this this morning. Like, let's think for 2018 best case scenario instead of worst case scenario let's just try it yeah you know like this just you know because sometimes we will start making up a story on how it won't go right we're as humans we can't help 
and I learned this in Buddhist teaching, we're so attached to the outcome instead of just saying, like, you know, I'm just going to try it, and yeah. however it goes, it's going to be fine, yeah. you know. And, 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 and even for me, I'm forcing myself. Even in, I'm in the dating process where I'm like, okay, I'm going to – and, you know, listen, I've turned off – I don't know if I've turned them off, but I'm okay with turning them off because now I'm, I'm aligned with knowing that they're not they're not going to be able to reflect what I'm putting out. So that's right. why they walked to the right. left, you know. So or somebody stays, but I have to remain, I have to tell myself, if I want honest, open, loving, compassionate, authentic, I have to practice that. So yes. if I, that means that I get to be like, I don't like this, that, and the third. Um, I appreciate this, that, and the third. And if they're like, ugh, I have to be okay. Like, all right, well, that's fine. You know, it's, you know, we're not connected in that way, and that's okay. You know, where yeah. before I would be like, oh, because I don't want to say it because I don't want to lose him. You know, or I don't want to say that to her because I don't want to lose our friendship. And it's like, well, if I lose, if the friendship is lost, well, it wasn't mine to keep to begin with. You know, it's not enough for me to evolve, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Great. So just my last question. um, Okay. So my last question is what are your squad goals or how do you define squad goals? Uh, Okay. <laughs> My squad goals are definitely like uh what you call sister friends, you know. Okay. Um so yeah, we are, you know, and I had to learn like, you know, hey, sometimes you just like you're your sisters, you and your friends will beef, but y'all get over it because yeah. at the end of the day the love for you the the love that y'all have for each other is it runs deep, you know, and y'all gotta get on each other's nerves and it's fine. My squad goal is you know, a, a space where everyone gets to be an individual and everyone is different and creative and just open and we accept each other's differences, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my squad goal is also um, a group of women who are very authentic with each other and it doesn't have to come from, a, she's hating on me. Like, no, I'm your friend and I love yeah. you, you know. Yeah. So I have to tell you this. You know, you take it however you want to, but you know, I want to. I want relationships where my friend is going to be able to be like, you know what, D, you're kind of stepping off on the ledge there. You might want to be careful, and for me to be like, okay, I'll receive that. I'll think more about it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And 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 uh, my squad goal is, is for me is like I, I think of always things like a sorority. Like you know, I am or like you know, I am my sister's keeper. You have my back no matter what. You know, like. You and and vice versa, you know, like I'm gonna come when you call, and and it it sometimes maybe all of us can't be there, but um the majority of us have to support each other, whether it be like a new business venture, a marriage, or a breakdown, you know. But yeah. you know that that you can call on that person, and that person is going to be there to support you. Nice, you know, yeah. Thanks. So I know you shared the information about your nonprofit, but do you want to share any other way, maybe about your um, styling services, your salon, how they can find okay. you? Okay, so if you look, because um, a lot of my um, pages are linked, like I have um, the Kirby Godmother, which is also linked to my personal page. Okay. My personal page is Daniela underscore AKA underscore D. Um, and that's also linked to my hair page, which is Marie D, that's two E's at the end, underscore hair, which you'll be able to find um, once you start typing in the Marie and the D, it, it, it pops up. And um, also the Fairy Godmother page is Fairy Godmother Rescue, 
on the screen, you type it up, and like I said, all those things are connected. So I tend to put one, like the link from the other page on, on that basically cross-referencing pages. Okay. So you'll be able to find me there. And then I work at a salon uptown. It's called Cielo. Um, I'm at, right at the window, so you can't miss me with the blonde hair. Um, it's um, <laughs> address there is 4708 Broadway, um, and it's about uh, two blocks away from the A train and a block from the 100 bus and the BX7, which is easily accessible. Oh, yeah. okay. It's okay. right on Tegman, and, and within the Tegman area, you know, that's where, like, the marina is. It's in the summertime. It's just like Miami <laughs> because it's just, like, 25 bars and lounges yes. all aligned next to each other. Yes. It is just uh, just a turned-up location, you know, and I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, I can't believe this turned into this. But, you know, many success to those businesses, you know, and they're making it yeah. work for themselves. Yeah, it, that's it. I've seen that place at night, it, especially in the summer. It gets crazy. Uh, Oh wow, God. yeah, it's, yeah, this, don't forget about parking, it's just, but, you know, Definitely I'm lucky because it's literally two blocks, yeah, yeah, you, you know, and the train is right there, the bus is right there, but, you know, for me, lucky for me, I could just walk there, but there's some days yeah. where you're like, I'm not going to that location, because you just feel like you're seen so much, you know, so well, you're like, even, let's go someplace else. Yeah, even trying to drive through can be a nightmare sometimes, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, it can, it can. Yeah, definitely, if you are local or want to go visit that area definitely take a uber or a lyft because parking yeah exactly or take the train the a train is right downstairs from that whole area like just go all you have to do is walk up the steps about that yes yeah a train to dykeman and like i said i'm two blocks away from there and i especially and the address is 4708 broadway so um but this will not be the last of me i think i will definitely be setting up a hair appointment with you all right, well, I, I, we gonna we gonna get to them that haircut that you've been doing, and maybe you may surprise me. You may have actually done an amazing job. Well, it might look like it because the last hairstylist fixed it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, all right. But yeah, I like, know, no, no, no. Thinking, I think I want. I've been like for a long time toying with the idea of some purple, but I don't know. Okay, how to oh. necessarily I don't know how. I haven't figured out how to do that and still make it look professional. Okay. Okay. Well, yes. now we know. Now we got some ideas. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe, maybe I need to just talk to somebody and see what they can do. Because like, I look at pictures and I'm like, oh, I don't know if that'll work. But I'm like, you know what? I probably just need to sit down and talk with somebody about what I want. So okay. So when you're ready, feel free um, to call yeah. me and and we'll we'll set it up Girl, from there. You you might be helping me bring in my 2018 look. Yes, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Cool. <laughs> Well, yeah. thank you so much for being on the show. You were amazing. No problem. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Yes, thanks.